Holy Ghost, thank you. We are ready to receive the word. We cut out every distraction. Whatever's happening in at home, it's your problem, not ours. Whatever's happening in the bank, whatever's happening in our body, hey, 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 we let it go. We let it go. Lord, we have not come here to focus on our problems, but focus on the solution. We thank you. We thank you that we are not in a place of judgment. We're not in a place of, I hope I'll get it. We're not in a place of uh, condemnation. We're not in a place of uh, negativity. But we are in the presence of Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, who upholds everything by the word of his power. Lord, there are people here this morning, their world seems out of control. I mention seems because it seems that way. But we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, the things which are eternal, the things which are positive and strong. And I thank you. I thank you for everyone that listens this morning. For everyone that has ears to hear. They will walk out with their miracle that they came believing for. Because we ask it in the powerful name of Jesus who is the same yesterday, today and forever. Somebody better give Jesus some praise in this house right here. That's not a clap. Come on. You gotta clap. Somebody praise him. Somebody shout in this place. Hallelujah. I, 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 I sense the anointing uh, of an evangelist this morning. You may be seated. And uh, miracles are gonna take place in this room. I said miracles are gonna take place in this room. Last week I sat here, I tell you, it's an honor. An absolute honor to preach at home, my home. And last week I came, just sat here, and just let the word of God wash over my spirit. I'm telling you something, I travel all over the world. I go to some great churches, and I see some amazing young men and young women preaching and pastoring churches. They're getting younger. Either they are getting younger or I'm getting older, but everybody seems to be getting younger. But uh, in the early, some of them in their early 20s are pastoring churches of thousands. Fantastic. Love it. And I've seen, I've, I've heard them preach and I've seen, but you know what? I'm telling you something. This is not flattery. This is not nothing. They've got a, there's a long way to go to touch a couple like Dave and Faye. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When I come here, one of the greatest joys of just sitting here is watching Dave and Faye get up here and just love you guys. You are blessed to have pastors like this. Come on. You are blessed. Trust me. And last week when he preached that message on trusting God, I tell you, my spirit was dancing. Uh, I was doing the river dance. And, uh, and Dave said, Ray, what are you doing next Sunday? So I'm just going to come and, no, will you, will you preach next Sunday? So I didn't want to, uh, you know, I've got to submit to the pastor of the house. Sure. 
Hey, listen. You see, it's all about submission. Coming under other people's mission. And when I come here, even though I pastored this church for 26 years, it's the seasons have changed. Now I submit to the pastor of this house, which is Dave and Faith. Come on, somebody say amen. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. That's where God's, where God's blessing is, where, there's, where, where, where people live in agreement and unity. The blessing of God flows. And he preached on trusting God last week. And, and uh, as he was preaching, God gave me this word. I've been working on it this week. How far I get, I don't know. That's the way it is. But I do know this. If you listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you through his word, long-standing situations in your life can be broken this morning. Am I speaking to the right people here? So if you want a title for the message, it's this, Trusting God. Why is it so hard? I, I love it. You know, when you're going through a situation, a real tough situation, and a well-meaning friend comes up to you and says, you, 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 you pour your heart out, you tell them all the stuff, and they look at you very spiritual and they say, well, brother, just trust God. You feel like slapping them, don't you agree? Is it just me or is it just like, just trust God? That, that's too simple. And, and, uh, it, but it's right, but it's, it's too simple. So we think, trusting God, why, how come, is it just me or is, uh, is there anybody else in the room that finds trusting God hard? Say amen. The question I asked, and when Dave was preaching last week, brilliant message, and there are areas of my life I need to trust God in. There are areas in your life that you need to trust God in. And, and let's cut with the stuff. Let's get to the, the nitty gritty here. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's tear away the veneer of religious vernacular. Let's, let's just get underneath this thing and let's... Uh, and let's try and understand, why is it so difficult to trust God when you're in a desperate situation? Here's the answer. And as, uh, as, everything uh, all right down there? Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, just bless. Is a lady there? A gentleman, okay. He's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Stay with me. Are you still here? Talk to me, somebody. Ah, <laughs> oh, listen now. He'll be okay. Listen now. Just keep focusing on the word of God. God wants you to hear something. Why is it that it's so difficult to trust God? And I'm asking that question last week while I'm sitting here. Here's the answer. It's not profound, but it's truth. The reason why we find it so difficult to trust God is simply because we are human. Sometimes we bypass our humanity. We forget that we are human. We forget that it's the treasure in an earthen vessel. And sometimes when we try to be spiritual and we try to be all this stuff, we forget that we are human and also other people are human. I said this many times. I'll say it again. Christianity would be very easy if it wasn't for our humanity. Devotion would be easy. Another way to put it would be this. Devotion would be easy if it wasn't for emotion. Devotion would be easy 
if it wasn't for emotion, wouldn't it be great if we never got jealous? Of course, you never do. I do sometimes, but you don't. Wouldn't it be fabulous if we never got destructively angry with your spouse? Wouldn't it be great if... Wouldn't it be, that was, wouldn't it be great if we never had the feelings of getting our own back? But Ray, we Christians, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It would be so easy to trust God if we weren't human. Some of you find it a lot easier than others because you're bordering on that distinction. Some of you... Some of you are almost non-human, so it's a lot. I'm not talking to you, because it's easy for you. You don't even have any emotion. But anyway, listen, um, I, I, I've told this story many times about when I had the opportunity to, to swing on that trapeze. Uh, some trapeze artists, we were in, in this place, and they were giving a demonstration, and I was given the opportunity to have a go. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But the most difficult thing about trusting God is your emotions. But thank God Jesus came in the flesh in person to help us in this very area. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. He's talking about our humanity. For he faced all the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. So, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will, we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. And for me, the time I need God's grace the most is when my emotions are running wild. But, but God says, listen, I've come in the flesh, I understand how you feel. I understand how you have to deal with these emotions and yet at the same time, trust me. That's why it's so difficult. You know, Jesus, I love this. You check out Jesus' life on earth when he ministered for three years. Jesus never ever allowed his emotional life to dominate his spiritual life. And he is a great example of trusting God as a human. Somebody say amen. amen. The Garden of Gethsemane is a classic example. The Bible talks about his experience in the Garden of Gethsemane when he contemplated what was about to happen. The horror of Calvary. The disgusting understanding of becoming sin. I mean, the Bible says that he was deeply distressed. His emotional life, he, he was deeply distressed. In fact, so distressed that the Bible says uh, he experienced something called hepatidrosis, which is a medical term when you're under deep stress. Some of the young men in the First World War, just before they were about to go over the trenches, knew that it would be certain death. Some of them experienced the same thing that Jesus did in the garden. They sweat blood where the blood capillaries mix with the sweat glands, and it appears like you're sweating blood. That physical state happens when you're under deep emotional stress. Watch this. Jesus was under deep emotional stress, but this is what he said. Nevertheless, not my will be done, 
but your will be done. And when I read it, I wrote this down this morning. I just showed Dave this morning. And, and the Lord said to me, Ray, I trusted Jesus, trusted God when he was emotionally stressed. That's the dichotomy. And some of you feel so condemned and so guilty and so unworthy because you think that trusting God, you have to be free from all the emotional stress. No, that's when trusting God is more evident than any other time in your life. It's like that statement, feel the fear, but do it anyway. And some of you are emotionally stressed domestically, financially, relationally. I don't know, in one area you are emotionally stressed and you've been emotionally stressed for months and you come to church and say, why is it I can't trust God? Hey, what you don't know, you may be trusting God unconsciously. You are here. I said, you are here on Sunday mornings. When you could be in the house feeling sorry for yourself. When you could be in the house beating yourself up. When you could be feeling so condemned because you say, I'm not so spiritual because I'm feeling like this. And you beat, no man, you've turned up and you're raising your hands in the air when you're emotionally stressed. You're praising God when you're emotionally stressed. I declare to you that you are in a great place. You are trusting God in the face of sometimes horrendous circumstances. Is this helping anybody here? Some people look at preachers, you know, and you think, wow, I'd love to be like that. Really? When you've got to live in a goldfish bowl like Dave and Faye every week. And, and their family and their lives are scrutinized. And they've got to get up here Sunday after Sunday and bless you with a smile on their face. I want to tell you something. No, no, in the ministry, if ever, there was, if ever there was a place where you trust God under emotional stress, it's in the ministry. So, so listen, if you, if you have an aspiration to go into the ministry, think 1,000 times before you do it. <laughs> Come on, somebody say amen. I love this, you know, when Dave was preaching last week, this scripture came to my mind, I read it to you. It's Jesus when he was on the cross, Gethsemane on the cross, under deep emotional stress, trusting God. Joe, you know, I can see people smiling here. I can see people thinking, flipping Nora, I'm okay then. I'm not, I'm spiritual then. It's normal then. Yes, it is, because you're flipping human. It's only the aliens here that don't understand a word I'm saying right now. All the people from Peel and the Ronda. You, you just don't understand when you don't get it. I love you. Listen. First Peter chapter 2. I'll watch this now. He did not, verse 2, verse 23. He did not retaliate when he was insulted. How many of you know it's not nice to be insulted? Your feelings react. Watch this. He didn't threaten revenge when he suffered. Some of you are suffering unjustly. Revenge would be a wonderful option, wouldn't it? Watch this. He left his case. 
in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Because when you are angry, bitter, jealous, or resentful, you cannot judge fairly. It's always biased. That's why, that's why it's so difficult to trust God. And oh man, there's so much here. I hope I can get into this. But there's so much. It's so difficult to trust God. But listen, it's not, it's, you're not abnormal if you're trusting God when those feelings are raging. That, that's the point the Holy Ghost wants to make here. If some of you feel just substandard. In trusting his Father, Jesus resisted three strong emotions when he was unfairly treated. And if you've been a human being long enough, suck it up. There are seasons when you will be unfairly treated. You've got two choices as a Christian. You can respond emotionally or devotionally. And here's the deal. Three strong emotions Jesus resisted when unfairly treated. The first one was retaliation when insulted. The second one, revenge when you're abused. And the third one, retribution when you're unjustly treated. Retaliation, revenge, and retribution. Retribution is another word for judgment. And I, I'll just have a look at that just a little bit later on. No, Jesus resisted the feeling to retaliate, the feeling to revenge, and the feeling to retribute. Instead, when he probably was feeling those things, he left his case in the hands of God. I don't know, that makes me very happy. That somebody is in control of our uncontrollable emotions. Come on somebody, say amen. amen. Retaliation. Oh, it's an eye for an eye. See, the hardest thing to do when your emotions shout loud for retaliation. Oh, it's an eye for an eye. They hurt me, I'm going to hurt them. Revenge. Well, they won't get away with that, uh, uh, you know, what they've done. I I'll show them. They're not going to get away with that. People should know. They're not getting away with that. Revenge. Then re retribution. I'm going to call the judgment of God on their head. Really? <laughs> so you're God now. John tried to do that with some people. He said, call fire down, Jesus. Jesus, shut up, John. You don't know what spirit you're of. And this is the lovely John. So even the lovely John gets these things. Our emotions demand we respond. Our emotions cry out, retaliate, revenge, retribute. Jesus was tempted with all three, but he went to a higher level. He went from emotion to devotion. And Paul, speaking to the Roman church, was trying to deal with these issues with the Roman church. And Paul exhorts us, uh, when our emotions demand retaliation and revenge and retribution to rise to another level. And Paul was trying to tell the, 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 the church in Rome and they were under incredible hardship and incredible persecution. And these were the words. He says, no, no, come on. You've got to go from emotion to devotion. You've got to go to a higher level. I'm not saying deny what you're feeling. 
Paul is saying, what I'm saying is don't respond to what you're feeling. And in Romans 12, verse 17, it says, never pay back evil with more evil. This is trusting God when you're emotionally stressed. Perhaps that's a great title for the message. Trusting God when you're emotionally stressed. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all you can. Do all you can. You are not responsible for the reactions and behavior of other people. But we are responsible for our reactions and how we respond. Watch this. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Wouldn't it be great if there were exceptions? No, Jesus, you don't mean everyone. Everyone. And I know that some of you are thinking, no, can't be. Not her. Everyone. Do your best to live in peace with everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Look at your neighbor and say everyone. <laughs> so all you that had a domestic this morning, you had to look at your spouse. Let's do it again. Look at your person next to you and say, everyone. <laughs> I've seen a couple of wives not look at their husband. They looked at the person next door. Watch this. Watch this. Dear friends, never, everybody say never. Never, never take revenge. I didn't ask you to say that, but it's good that you said it. <laughs> never means... Never. And some of you are getting really miffed now because you don't like never. Say, Ray, tell you what, leave it till next week. I'll come back, <laughs> preach this message next Sunday. No, listen. Never, Paul says, never take revenge. Here we go. This is what Jesus did. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. He left his case in the hands of God. He said, Father, forgive them. And left his case in the hands of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemy is hungry, Take him down to Ben and Jerry's. What's it? <laughs> Frankie and Benny's. I always get it wrong. I, I always say to Eva, my grandkid, do you want to go to Ben and Jerry's? Yeah, I love it. That's ice cream. No wonder she likes to go there. Now, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them, buy them a pint. In doing this, in doing this, you will heap coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Come on, let's give Jesus. I'm loving this. I'm flipping loving this. There's a whole lot here I'm going to bypass because I want to get to something. The children of Israel failed to enter the promised land through something very simple. It wasn't the size of the giants. It wasn't the scale of the task, it wasn't the lack of resources. The reason why they didn't go in to receive what God had promised was simply this, their feelings. I'm not going to read it, but you can read it when you go home in Numbers 13. 
the feeling of intimida intimidation, we are unable to go up against these people. The feeling of inferiority, we're like grasshoppers in our own sight. The feeling of fear, they lifted up their voices and wept all night. The feeling of self-pity, oh, that we would have died in the wilderness. It was feelings that kept them out. You know why? Because feelings always question truth. Feelings, the wrong type of feelings, will always question truth. That's why it's difficult to trust God. Now watch this. Are you still with me here this morning? Now this will really help some people here. Feelings question God's word. Especially in a crisis. Especially when you are emotionally stressed and you want to retaliate, revenge or retribute. The reason why it's very difficult, because feelings will question God's word because feelings hate the consequences of trust. I'll let that sink in. Feelings hate the consequences of trust. Do you know what the consequence of trust is when your feelings demand a response? Vulnerability. When you trust God, when your feelings and your reason cry out for sensibility, you will experience vulnerability and we all hate to feel vulnerable. But the consequences of trusting God what did the, the scripture Dave uh, read last week? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and lean not to your own understanding. Well, if that's the case, well, you know, if, if Solomon is saying that, it means that we do want to lean to our heart and lean to our understanding and we do want to respond to our emotions. Now, vulnerability, we hate it. Feelings can't handle vulnerability. Emotion and feelings need confirmation. Feelings need reassurance. And most of all, feelings want you to be in control. Trusting God means you surrender control of an out-of-control situation. Surrendering control produces vulnerability and feelings hate it but you know what if you are feeling vulnerable this morning if you are feeling so vulnerable because you, let me tell you something if you are feeling vulnerable this morning you are trusting God it's a sign that you are trusting God Last week, we made a simple prayer. We'll do it again this morning. A simple prayer for people to hand over stuff. And all week, you've been feeling vulnerable. Brilliant. It's a sure sign that you are trusting God. Come on, somebody say amen. Some of you have been feeling so guilty and downtrodden because you just feel this vulnerability. That's a good thing. When you leave your case in the hands of God, when your feelings cry out for control, you will experience vulnerability. You know, I read this story of a young doctor who started in a psychiatric hospital. And as he was walking down uh, the wards, this woman was walking, this old woman was walking up and down the ward. And she kept saying, how could he? How could he? 
And the young doctor stopped and said, Lady, are you okay? And she looked at him with, with eyes that were dark and empty and said, How could he? And the doctor said to her, What happened to you? Who are you talking about? And she looked at him with this empty, glazed look and simply said, How could he? Walked away and kept saying, How could he? The doctor found his superior and told him about the situation and said, What's wrong with that woman? And his superior said, well, she's been in here for years. She came in here as a young woman. Her husband left her for somebody else. And because she can't let it go, that's all she's able to say. How could he? How could he? This morning before I came to the service, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart for, for this service, spoke to my heart clearly and said, some of you have to sing the song of Frozen. Let it go, let it go. You know the song? The Holy Ghost told me, I said today, if something is going to happen here that will change your life forever, some of you have to, some of you are saying, how could they? How could he? How could she? How could that? Where are you, God? And do you know what? You hang on to that and your feelings are crying out, yeah! Retribution, revenge, retaliation, self-pity, how could they? Some of you got to let it go this morning. Otherwise, your Christian life is at a standstill. You will never grow. You'll never bless other people because the only person you'll be talking about is yourself. Not the one who's come to set you free. And some of you got to let it go. When I was on that trapeze there, uh, you know the story, I'm going to try to go through it all. But the expert, when I got up there, I was 60 foot off the ground, and I'm holding onto the bar, and the expert said, listen to everything I say. I said, you got my full attention. He said, you swing out, you swing back, you swing out, you swing back, you swing out. And the third time when I say, let it go, you let go. I said, all right. So I went out, went back, up, out, out. The fifteenth time he was still shouting, Let go, you plonker! Let go! <laughs> now, when I was horizontal at 60 feet in a place that I've never been in my entire life and you got some nutter saying, Let go! Are you serious? <laughs> Every feeling inside my body said, You're nuts, mate! I value my life. <laughs> but he was the expert. And what he said cut across everything I felt. What he said cut across everything I reasoned. And Jesus is the expert. And you were horizontal at 60 feet. And he's saying, let go. And your feelings are crying out. This doesn't make sense. Exactly. When I was floating through the air, like a starfish on speed, feeling for the net, every... You know what I felt? Very vulnerable. And I hated it. But in order to trust the expert, 
you are going to have to experience vulnerability before you experience the blessing and the victory and the joy that comes with trusting an awesome God. Isaac, in trusting his father, became vulnerable to the knife. Abraham, trusting God to leave the familiar, became vulnerable to the unfamiliar. Peter, in trusting Jesus to step out of the boat, became vulnerable to a stormy sea. Joshua's army, in trusting God's command to be circumcised before a battle, became very vulnerable for the enemy. You don't circumcise an army before you fight, you know what I'm saying? But they felt so vulnerable. That's what it means to trust God, folks. That's why trusting God is so hard. Are you still with me here? Moses, by trusting God to stand still, became vulnerable to the criticism of his followers. Do something, Moses! God says, stand still. And the destruction of his enemies. Daniel, in trusting God, became vulnerable to the appetite of lions. Trusting God means giving up control. Giving up control produces vulnerability and our feelings hate it. When God's plan calls for vulnerability, feelings and reason call for sensibility. That's a tweetable tweet. I'll say it again. When God's plan calls for vulnerability, your reason and emotions will scream out for sensibility. When we built the extension here in the, in the early 90s, we needed 300,000 pounds to build this extension. Myself, along with five other couples, had to put their houses up as guarantor that we would pay the debt. When we put our houses up, how many of you know we had to trust God for the outcome, but the feeling of vulnerability was acute. Listen, we paid the debt off in 18 months. Come on, some you better understand. You better understand what it means to trust God. When we bought the hub, this wonderful building across here, where hundreds of lives are being changed and children and offices and all sorts of stuff going on over there. It was a wreck, you know. We were hiring buildings across the road. And we needed space for children's work. We needed to expand. We needed, and we didn't have room here in this facility. And we were hiring across the road. And one morning, I looked out across the, out of the window at this building here. And the Holy Ghost said, buy it. It was up for sale. Buy it. Here's a problem. We had nine quid in a bank. Aren't you glad the leadership keeps things from you sometimes? Yeah, it's just let us not sleep at night. You can go home and watch EastEnders. I mean, whatever. But what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to boast this up. I'm trying to say, do you know, do you know how vulnerable we felt? But if you're going to trust God, you will have to experience vulnerability. Come on, somebody say amen in this house. In what area, in what area of your life by trusting God's word, it's producing the feeling of vulnerability in your life. Is it relational? To restore a relationship could expose you to more rejection. You've been hurt before. How can I open up again? 
financial. How can I tithe and give to God? I'm afraid I won't have enough to pay the bills. Spiritually, well, if I admit I'm wrong to God and people, I'm afraid of the response of judgment. No, our feelings fight against the principle of relinquishment because it hates vulnerability. When God says, stand still, your feelings say, do something. When God says, give up control and give it to me, feelings say, hang on to it. When God says, stay on the cross and take the abuse. And now, please let me say, if you're in a relationship where there's physical abuse, get out of there. You know what I'm, I'm not, please, I haven't got three hours to explain this. You know what I'm talking about. If you're in a situation right now where you can't do anything about it, your hands are smashed to pieces, you can't do, your feet, you can't, and, and, and you're getting all this stuff thrown at you, and listen to me very carefully. Listen. Do what Jesus did. Don't respond to the feelings of revenge, retaliation, or retribution. Commit your case to God. I put it this way. Stay on the cross. It's safer there. God spoke that to me when I was going through a trial here some years ago. And, I, and lies were being said. I was supposed to have committed adultery with four women. I wish. What sort of church are we building here? I said, really? Four women? I said, we'll go find them. I said, ask them, well, did they get anything out of it? Because I didn't. <laughs> I was accused of having a helicopter out the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, remember those days? I was accused of having a flipping helicopter. <laughs> All sorts of lies. You see, when, 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 you, when you stand up to do something, you'll always have a Goliath to intimidate you. You'll always have brothers who say, what's your motive here? I'm telling you something right now. Trusting God is difficult because you, you, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you see, the feelings are not a lie. They're languages. Goliath wasn't a lie. David didn't say, what Goliath? He's there. He's flipping huge. That, there's Goliath. Goliath wasn't a lie, but his words were. I'm not saying live in denial. Don't say, no man, I'm talking about trusting God when you're emotionally stressed. Trusting God when your feelings cry out for revenge, retribution, and retaliation. Yes, you'll feel vulnerable. Yes, you'll feel exposed. But I tell you this, you'll have all heaven on your case. You'll have the angels of God being dispatched to sort out stuff you can't sort out. Come on, give Jesus some praise in this house. Musicians, just come up here. Come on, give him, give him, give him praise. Man. Do you enjoy that? Well, blame your pastor. He fired me up last Sunday to preach this message. Look at me. We're not playing games here. We're not, thank God you're in a church that will preach the word of God in its entirety and in the right context. Amen. And some of you have been, your feelings justifiably want to be justified. 
And God is saying to you, let it go. Do you remember when Moses stood by the bush? Moses. What? That freaked him out. It's not normal. Can you imagine coming to church and a bush wants to chat with you? I mean, that's not normal. Anyway, so watch this. Here's Moses, 40 years in the field. Uh, you know, I tried it. Watch this. When Moses, using his feelings, tried to fulfill God's word, he killed one Egyptian and buried him in the sand. 40 years later, when Moses, feeling so vulnerable, trusting God, saw a whole army drowned in the sea. Come on, somebody say amen. Let that drop in. Because when God does it, when God does it, he'll do far above all that you can ask or imagine. So he says, Moses, he's standing there. The only thing he had left was his staff. And God asked him for that. Give me your staff, Moses. Oh, come on, man. It's all like everything else is gone. At least I got this. Moses, give me your rod. Watch this. When God was asking Moses for his staff, he was asking Moses for more than a piece of wood. He was asking Moses for his past, his present, and his future. You see, a shepherd's staff was like a diary. They'd write things on it. Incident that happened. Moses' staff was full of 40 years of incidents. God says, Moses, for what I'm about to do with you, you're going to have to surrender control of your past. Let it go. That rod represented his present. Now, it represented he was in charge of some sheep. Now, it wasn't much, but at least he was in charge of something. At least he had some self-worth. At least I got my sheep. God says, give me your present. Give it to me. And that rod also represented his future. The security of his future. Moses could have said, I've had everything stripped from me. Can't I at least have my staff to lean on? Can I just, at least tomorrow I know I got my staff to lean on? Give it to me. Because until you give me your past, your present, and your future, until I'm the only source of your identity, of your history, and of your future, Moses, you will never know what I can do in your life. Did Moses feel vulnerable? For 40 years he felt vulnerable. But look what happened. Isn't that great, Dave? Dave and I, we have some really intense chats about the ministry and stuff. Because we're human. We talk about stuff that we're dealing with openly and honestly. But at the end of the day, do you know what we say to each other? We'll trust God, Dave. Yeah, let's trust God, right? Do we feel vulnerable? Yes. Do we feel out of control? Yes. But when you start to live like this, you know what will happen? The peace of God that passes all understanding 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right now. Right now. And I'm not, let's not emotionally respond to this. You're going to respond to truth. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on. What is it you've got to let go? What is it that will put you in a place of vulnerability? But if you want to trust God, that's what it's going to take. Stand with me right now. Keep looking at me right now. Holy Spirit, right now. I thank you. I thank you. People are finally going to trust you. They know what it means. Many living under emotional stress right now and think they, they're out of the will of God. No, Father, they're going to trust you. They're going to trust you. They're going to trust you even when they're emotionally stressed out. Lord, they're going to step out of the boat. They're going to yield to Abraham's knife. They're going to go into the unfamiliar. They're going to feel vulnerable. Yeah, they're prepared for that because they want to trust you. I'm going to count to three and if you are here and that word has got to your heart and you're saying, Ray, I want to respond because this morning I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let what they did, what they said, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give God my past, my present and my future and I'm going to start to trust Him. When I count to three, if that's you, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand high. High, high. Come on, come on. Come on, there's lots. Some people got two hands up. Come on, Holy Ghost. Like Moses, you're throwing down the rod. You're throwing down the rod. Man, the days ahead of you are going to be absolutely awesome. You're going to see God do things in one second, what you tried to do in 10 years. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see all these people? Lord Jesus, thank you that they're finally learning what it means to trust you. They're letting it go. They're letting it go. And I thank you for a brand new future and a bright new future. Give the Lord some praise in this house right here. Come on, give me some praise in this house. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Look at me one more time. Why don't you become a Christian this morning? I feel so vulnerable. Yes! But I tell you what, you'll have the creator of the universe living in your life, helping you, you with your problems. He can do far better than Jack Daniels. He can do far better than some, another relationship. Don't go to bed empty another night. Don't go to bed with your heart broken another night. But Ray, if I give my life to Jesus, my family, listen, you may get some flack. My mother thought I was having a nervous breakdown when I got saved. I go, Mom, I found God. Ray, man, we've got to talk. Will you feel vulnerable? Yes, but I'll tell you what, you'll experience the peace of Jesus. I'm going to ask, I'm going to count to three. I want you to close your eyes right now. And, and if there's anybody here and you want to pray this prayer, Jesus... I'm going to trust you with my life. I've never done it, really never done it. I trust you with the fact that you've forgiven me for all my sin. I trust that you rose from the dead. I trust you're going to come into my life when I put my hand up in a few seconds. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye shut, if you're here 
and you want to trust Jesus with your life, really trust him with your life, I'm going to count to three. Raise your hand. Here we go. One, two, three. Raise your hand high. High. Hi, let me see it. Yes, 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 yes. Keep your hand high, high. Don't be ashamed. Right at the back. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, you're trusting Jesus for the first time. Right here. Right here. Very quickly, if you raised your hand, David, we got time for this. You okay? Very quickly, if you raised your hand, leave your seat and come and stand with me. Come here. I want to do something. I want to pray for you. Come here. Come on, if you raised your hand, give him a clap. If you raise your hand, leave your seat, stand here. Face me. Come on, folks, you want to give these people a big clap? Come down here. Sing it. Sing it. Come. 